Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We'll be continuing today going through the book of 1 Thessalonians. We are here in chapter number 3, and we've been looking at verse number 7, which says, Therefore, brethren, we were comforted over you in all our affliction and distress by your faith. And as we've been looking at this passage and looking at how the Apostle Paul was going, was sending Timothy to this assembly in order to find out exactly what was going on with them in order to have the comfort related to the fact that they were remaining, as we see, by your faith, that they were maintaining the faith that they had related to the message being given by the Apostle Paul. And they were maintaining this throughout the afflictions, the distress, all of the problems that were facing them as a result of staying true to this message. And that's an important thing for us, the members of the body of Christ, to be thinking about related to the thing of that we have to maintain our faith no matter what the circumstances actually say. And we know that what the source of faith is, if we go over to Romans chapter number 10, we'll see how Paul's going to define the issue of what produces faith in the life of an individual. And here in Romans chapter number 10, we're going to read here verse number 17, which says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So it's the word of God that actually produces the faith in an individual. It's the word of God that's going to actually do that work. It's the word of God. And when we talk about that word of God, we always have to look at it from the aspect of 2 Timothy chapter number 2, verse 15. Study the show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We have to understand that we have to rightly divide the word of truth in order to understand what is for us and what's going to produce the faith that we need. We cannot get the faith that we need by looking at things out of the Gospel of John. We can't get the faith that we need out of the book of Proverbs. You know, yes, all scripture is profitable. Yes, Paul talks about how the things that are written for time are for our learning, but there are books of the Bible that are written specifically for us, starting in the book of Romans and ending with the book of Philemon, that give us the doctrine that we need for today and that doctrine is what's going to produce the faith that we need and the faith that when the Apostle Paul, you know, here in the book of Romans, identifies 
whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And we're going to get to that verse in a, you know, probably towards the end of this message today, that the issue of the faith is extremely important that we need to make sure that we are remaining with. Now we see if we let's go over to the book of Ephesians. Now we're going to Ephesians chapter number two. And we're going to see the Apostle Paul say something here about how it is that an individual has their salvation today. And here in Ephesians chapter number two, we're going to read here verses eight and nine. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and it not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Our salvation all comes about nothing from us. It is a gift of God. It's, we are saved through faith. It is not our works that's actually going to produce any sort of salvation for us today. We cannot earn that. The only way that we have our salvation is by the gospel message that was committed unto the Apostle Paul. The gospel message that we find in a going to read it here over in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter number 15. And I'm going to read here the first four verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So we see how the Apostle Paul, identifying this gospel message that he says he had preached unto him, that they had received a gospel message that they were supposed to be standing in, and how we talked about that, it's the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So the issue is that the fact that his death was for the issue of taking care of the issue of sin. Taking care of the issue of what was keeping us separated from God. It's the sin issue that caused us to not be able to have a way to have fellowship with God. This is what the cross took care of. It's not simply just the fact that he died, buried, and rose again. It's the issue of how his death, his burial, and his resurrection took care of of the sin problem of mankind. And that the only thing a person has to do is put their trust in this gospel message that's been laid out and they become a member of the body of Christ at the very moment that they believe. There's nothing else 
that actually has to be done. This is why the whole issue of faith actually has to be brought up because it's, it has nothing to do with works. And that's true no matter how many times somebody tries to pull a passage it has no application to a member of the body of Christ today, pulling it usually out of the Gospels, you know, maybe out of some something from Hebrews through Revelation and trying to say that this is how a person is saved, that they have to do works. The Apostle Paul makes it very clear that it has nothing to do with our works. It has to do with the issue of faith. And when we talk about that issue of faith, we see how the faith, you know, faith abides. The gifts were all done away with. We can go over, we're here in 1 Corinthians. Let's turn back a couple chapters. We'll turn to chapter number 13. And we're going to see how Paul's going to describe something here related to the gifts. And as he talks about these gifts, he's going to talk about what remains. We start here, verse number 8 of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we're going to read down through verse 13. It says, Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which has been part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Now, you see how Paul gets into this discussion about the issue of some of these gifts. He's talking about prophecies, he's talking about tongues, he's talking about the gift of knowledge. He's just, you know, when he says knowledge shall vanish away, you know, he's not saying that you know, people are going to become ignorant of things. He's saying that there was a specific gift of knowledge, and that gift of knowledge was something of where the Holy Ghost would instruct someone, giving them the insight into exactly what they needed to say at that moment. That's the gift of knowledge that the Apostle Paul's talking about here. And he's talking about how these things, they're all going to go away, and they're going to go away when... There's something else, that which is perfect is come. We'll talk about that in a moment here. Those gifts are going to go away, and the things that are going to remain are the faith, the hope, and the charity. The things that, when you look at, and very quickly going to read here, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, a passage we studied a, a while ago during these broadcasts, it says, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. And how he holds up this assembly and showing how they had this faith, hope, and charity as part of what they were doing. 
And it all starts with that issue of faith. Now, before we move on, there's the thing of that which is perfect is come. And we have to address this because so many people try to say that the perfect thing that's going to come is the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And until he returns, the sign gifts still have to be present. That's not the perfect thing that the Apostle Paul is making a reference to. The issue of that which is perfect is come is talking about the completed word of God. When the Apostle Paul finishes writing 2 Timothy, that's the completion of the word of God, and that's when all of those gifts cease. That's why you see him in 2 Timothy starts talking about stirring up a gift because the gifts were going away. He tells them to do the work of an evangelist. You know, over in the book of Ephesians, he's identifying the idea of being an evangelist as being a gift that's given unto someone. And by the time he's writing 2 Timothy, he has to identify that it's a work now that's going to have to be done. That it's no longer going to be a gift that's going to be given unto them. They're going to have to actually work at being an evangelist. Working at getting the message of the grace of God out. Now, when we talk about this issue of the faith, you know, I want to go over here, the Roman, back over to the book of Romans. So go to Romans chapter number 4 for a moment here. And we're going to see whose faith is really the question here when we read verse number 5 of Romans 4. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now, the faith that's being spoken of here, this is not the faith of the believer this is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that's actually being brought up here. It's his faithfulness that has allowed for us to have our salvation. It's his faith that becomes the question. That's why you see the things written over. And let's go to Galatians chapter number 2. And this passage is going to be something that, you know, unfortunately... You know, individuals, when they have come up with these different Bible versions, they have taken some of the words here in this passage and they have actually changed the words so that way it will take on a completely different meaning here. And here in Galatians chapter number 2, we're going to read here verse number 16. It says, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Now, in this passage, we see how Paul is talking about it's the faith of Christ. It's his faith that is the issue. You know, just like 
we had looked over in Romans chapter number 4 where it's talking about that his faith is counted for righteousness. The same issue being that in here in the book of Galatians that individuals are putting it into it's the faith of Christ. That's the issue. Now, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to actually read from a different version here for just a moment. And I'm going to be reading here from the American Standard Version, which says, Yet knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ, even we believed on Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ, and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. And one other one here, we're going to read the Good News Bible, which says, Yet we know that a person is put right with God only through faith in Jesus Christ, never by doing what the law requires. We too have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be put right with God through our faith in Christ, and not by doing what the law requires. For no one is put right with God by doing what the law requires. Now, on the surface of just hearing those, you know, it sounds like, well, aren't they saying the exact same thing? Now, if you look at the wording of it, you notice that there's a two-letter word that is changed in from those two, you know, the American Standard and the Good News Bible, which I just read from, and from the King James where those other two versions were talking about faith in Christ, where the King James talks about the faith of Christ. So, you know, in the Good News Bible, for example, it's the faith of the individual that's being brought up as the issue. And the King James puts it as it's the Lord Jesus Christ's faith. It's his faith. That's the issue. And it can only be his faith, which is the issue, because his faithfulness is what produced the righteousness which is given unto us because he was the only individual that could actually be faithful enough in order to be pleasing unto God. You know, that you know, it's only you know the issue of faith is what's pleasing to God. And when we're talking about our salvation, the only faith that could actually produce something that was pleasing unto God was the faith of Christ. That's why here in Galatians chapter number 2, if we go down here to verse number 20, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Our life is all based on, you know, not anything that we are doing. It's the Lord Jesus Christ living in us and through us that does the things that is pleasing unto God. The moment that we try to do things, you know, anything that we're going to do is going to end up being a failure in the eyes of God because it's going to be based on our righteousness, not based on his righteousness. 
That's why you get into that issue of whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Because the things of faith coming from the word of God, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ's faith that's the issue, that's going to be pleasing unto God. Anything else is identified as being sin. Now, the sin that we're talking about here in in Romans chapter number 14, that's not the sin that would separate an individual from God for all of eternity. The result of committing that sin is the building of the wood, hay, and stubble at the judgment seat of Christ, the thing that would keep us you know, from truly receiving the reward that we should have if we were building the gold, silver, and precious stones by functioning properly according to what the Word of God actually says. This is why the faith that Paul's talking about is so much of an issue because it's the demonstration of the faith that they have understood from the Word of God. A demonstration that we see Paul make a reference. If we go over to the book of Philemon, we're going to see Paul actually make a reference here to this issue of faith as he's writing this epistle, which is the demonstration of how grace works in the life of a believer. And here in the book of Philemon, we're going to read verse number 6, which says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, the good thing that's in us, you know, that's not us. That's the Lord Jesus Christ in us. Because the flesh is dead. In the flesh dwelleth no good thing. You know, so anything that was of us, you know, that's not the things that's you know being identified as the good thing that's not the things that we're to be communicating it's the the communication of thy faith is the issues of the Lord Jesus Christ dwelling in us and through us functioning according to the faith that is laid out here in the word of God the faith that as Paul is looking at this assembly in Thessalonica, that he sees them demonstrating this, and he sees them demonstrating this. If we go back over to First Thessalonians, we'll go to chapter number 2, and we'll see how this verse epitomizes what he was seeing in them that allowed him to be able to say that he had a comfort from being able to see them and see them functioning properly here. Because here in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2, we read here verse number 13, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which effectually worketh also in you, that believe. The information that he sees from them, he sees the fact that they took everything that he was teaching them and understood 
that this was the word of God. They understood that this is what was supposed to produce faith in their life. They understood that this is the doctrine that they were supposed to be following in order to be pleasing unto God and that they took this doctrine and let it work in them and through them so that way they could be that demonstration, so that way they could have, as we saw over in the book of Philemon, that communication of thy faith being effectual, that Timothy could go unto them and could see that even in the worst times that they were experiencing, that they were still maintaining that faith. And as we've talked about over the last couple of episodes, you know, it's easy to be able to demonstrate your faith when things are going so well. It's easy to be looking like you're on the right path and doing the right things when everything is going well. When things aren't going well, there are problems that come up and there are situations that you're having to deal with, it becomes harder. And those are the times that as Paul is looking at them, that he sees that they are maintaining those things. He sees it and he gives us that pattern so that way we can understand exactly what we need to do when we're facing those problems. And that's a good pattern for us to have. Now, next week we're actually going to finally start verse number 8. And as we close here, I'd like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have audio files of you know Sunday services that we have done. We have information about how to watch our Sunday services live as they're being broadcast on Facebook, because you know that's you know right now with you know everything that's going on, you know that's the only way that the messages are actually currently going out. We do have a Wednesday night Bible study. There's information about how to join that through a conference call option as well. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, about anything in our broadcast, anything that you see on our website, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.